0: Welcome to the Leader's Life Podcast, where we implement that old school grind with that new school mind. What is up, fam? I am your host, Amar. And before you get started, please make sure you hit on that subscribe button so you never miss out. And please leave your boy a five-star review if you ever think this podcast is helpful because you don't realize how it supports this podcast and lets people find it organically. With that being said, this is our expert series. I have one of my best friends, R.J. Lucci, who is a L.A.-based actor, producer, and creator. He's a co-founder of Blue Station Wagon Productions and currently in post-production of the TV pilot, The Shipment, and in development with several other projects. He's a busy bee, let me tell you. R.J. and the team of Blue Station Wagon Productions are also producing a personal event in L.A. on in May. We'll talk about that in a little bit, with a most recent event bringing in over 200 attendees RJ wears many hats, including hosts. Loves his plants and gardening and mixology, and also he's dressed as a politician for this podcast. So, with that being said, welcome back again to the Leader's Life Podcast, RJ. What's up, brother? Hey, buddy. How's
1: it going? Oh man, it's going good. Good. I feel. I feel like I should have my my thumbs up like this most of the talk. Like if I'm going to be a politician, I'm to like get yeah. the point across. But like, you know, so it's crazy. This dude.
0: Joking around the other day, we're shooting the shit, and he goes, I'm gonna show up wearing a suit and tie. And I'm like, whatever, RJ's just sarcastic being who he is. And
1: homeboy shows up in a suit and tie, and I'm like, wow, he's whoa, 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 whoa. hold on for a second, bro. Like, honestly, like the top portion of me is in a suit and tie, but I'm bringing pandemic, I'm bringing COVID times back below here where you can't see. It's, that's up to you to th- decide of what's there. It's like, we don't know right. what it
0: is. Party on the bottom, business on the top. Right? <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's a yeah. party. <laughs> All right. Well, let me, let's me let just jump into this, homie. So, RJ, last time you were on this podcast, we were talking about the launch of Blue Station Wagon Productions, and today it is just blown up. And so just kind of fill in the audience of kind of what I said in the bio earlier and where we're at right now. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. When, when, when was that? Was that like in
1: July, maybe? Like it was, for- It was. yeah. It was July, August. Oh, wow. All right. You so know. it was a while ago. So since then, like, uh, what have we been up to? So we're in post-production for our show, The Shipment, which is the first one that we've created. Um, we actually threw a huge event back in December of what you spoke about earlier, where we kind of privately showcased the show to see how people would react to it. And it was pretty cool. It was actually a really good response from everybody who attended. And it was a huge, huge party. And the thing was, it was the event was like, focused around the shipment, um, because that was our, our baby. But it ended up growing in uh, I don't even know, how, like escalating into this huge event where we had 11 artists showcasing their art on the walls, we showed the shipment, and then we had five bands perform afterwards. And the funniest part about it, or the most ironic part about it, is like our slogan for Blue Station Mega Productions is makers of stories, creators of entertainment. And I'm not sure where that came from. It just downloaded after a meditation. I wrote it down and I'm like, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Oh, so chat GPT didn't create it? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 chat GPT. Was, yeah, <laughs> chat RJL created it. That's a <laughs> <Chat R-J-L. laughs> That's who created it. Or whoever, you know what? Honestly, like whatever, whatever conveyor belt of ideas is above us all. I was a lucky one for that to be downloaded into, Uh, but I was aware and open and available to have that download. Uh, So I knew that makers of stories, especially for Blue Station Wagon Productions, because we create stories and we create shows and we create movies and all that. But I didn't know what the curators of entertainment meant. I had no idea where that came from or why it came from it. And I remember that night we were sitting there and like it was all happening and we had over, we had close to 400 RSVPs, but rule of thumb, I guess, in event planning and or in LA in general, 40% are going to knock off, which I never knew that. I had no idea. I learned so much during this process. So 40% are going to knock off. So we're like, all right, if we have 400 RSVPs, uh, 40%, we're still going to have a good number of people that show up. And about 230 people came on a December night. Uh, They came to experience what I was calling like a modern day vaudeville. But I mean, way different than vaudeville. We didn't have lions jumping through fire hoops or, you know, the incredible, the world's tallest man. Um, But it was, you know, there was like all of these artists showcasing their art. There was, there was film and then there was music and it it created this, this community of artists that got together and celebrate each other's work. And that's where it's like, um, it was like, it came to us and we're like, Oh my God, that's where the curators of entertainment come in. That's, that's who we are. We're gonna curate so many different artists and bring entertainment to the masses or as many as we possibly can who wanna listen. So it was kind of cool. It was actually a really cool moment to realize where our slogan came from. Mm-hmm. It was downloaded and then I was open to hearing where it was gonna happen. But that's what we did. We did that in December and the shipment right now is being shopped around To a couple of different studios, and we're entering it into a bunch of different festivals. Uh, As we know, we uh, currently actually, I think we're we entered into about 15 festivals, our total is going to be about 30. And we'll hear from our first one at the end of March, which I don't know, this will probably air by then. Um, So we'll come back in and and put like a drop where my voice will just come out of nowhere. So (laughs) we got in. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, you said something um, that because it's crazy, because I was I was I was, ta- I was talking to a few people and mentioning how the shipment, which, by the way, like, I know you put a lot of energy into this one specifically. Mm-hmm. I mean, you always, you know, you go big or go home, obviously, but you put a lot of energy into the shipment and you you know, you said 30 festivals. So for people who don't even understand what that means Can you elaborate a little bit of what do you mean by like these festivals and why is it important for this movie or this short or this film, the shipment to be a part of these festivals and, or if anybody else right now who is, you know, trying to produce a movie or they have a short, they have a film and they're thinking about putting into a festival and they're like, Oh,
1: I don't even know really much about it. What Mm -hmm. would you say to that? Um, I would say, I mean, I look at it this way. If, if, You believe in your project, then you want people to see it. Because I've been around, I've been on the, I've been in front of the camera for about 12 years now. I started behind the camera, now but I'm in front of the camera. And I've learned both sides of it. And I've worked with a lot of filmmakers that make stuff and then it sits in their computer, it sits in their hard drive. And as artists, we want to showcase something because everything we create comes from within and we have to express it. So, why not show an audience? And when it comes down to it, it's kind of the best of both worlds. Because if you show an audience your project and then it's at a festival and you're lucky enough to get in, and people are going to view this, then you create fans. And then not only the fans who are, you know, TV watchers or, or film watchers, but then people in the industry. Um, that's, that's something that we're going after. They're like, what we want is, yeah, of course, you'd want a distribution deal. That's what everybody wants. But when it comes down to it, I want to be friends with the people who kind of are the gatekeepers or the people who make the decisions because uh, somebody, somebody who said, uh, recently asked me and they said, well, what happens if somebody comes to you and says, Hey, I want to buy the ship from you. I want to buy the show from you. And it's like, well, when it comes down to it, we're creatives. They can sell, we can sell that show and then go into something else. Like we have a pool of other things that are in development. So we have plenty of, plenty of uh, stories that we can pull from. Uh, if needed and a lot of them are really good and hey let's be real some of them are gonna suck <laughs> like some of them are just not gonna be good but then also some of them are gonna be good you know so we have that that balance so for anybody who's making something first of all like showing an audience is probably one of the most um like how do I explain like fulfilling things because we we showed the shipment like I said in front of 220 people and me uh, did well, well, you said 230
0: earlier. We just lost ten people. Did they just leave? Wait, what? Said 230 people. Now it's 220. Just oh, it's 220. <laughs> yeah, we just lost ten people randomly.
1: Oh uh, well, you know what happens as time goes on. Uh, there was listen. It was like 230. It was 220. Let's say 220 plus. There we go. 225. I'll find the binder. I know. I, oh, here's the binder. Hold on for a second. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I still have it. Um, here. Here's the blue say, here's the blue binder. And hold on. Uh, oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. I put the pilot back in here. I have the paper form. I have the form. Somewhere. Ah, I'm busting the chops over. I know, dude. But, but with seeing 200, 225 people uh, hey. see <laughs> watch a show, it was me, one of the executive producers, another producer, the director, and the other star. Like the five of us were hanging out in the bar because I closed the bar down when we did the, um, the shipment, when we showed it because I want people to pay attention to it. And the five of us were all huddled into the to the um into the bar. And the first laugh was in the first like 30 seconds of the show. And it was like, even though we we didn't create this for how do I put this? We we didn't create this for others to like it. We created it because it came from within. And within the first like 30 seconds, people started laughing. It's like, oh wow, okay, this is fulfilling. This is kind of. This is nice for connecting with people. Is people that the reaction
0: are, you were expecting from that part? Was that no? So- we weren't. Oh, we're
1: at all. Um, there were certain parts that we were we thought we we're going to get really good, like loud laughs, and then we thought there were parts there was going to be crickets. Uh, you know, another lesson in assumption. Don't assume shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because we don't know. And it, for me, that lesson was like just come back to doing what's right for me and what is like, what is, what is going to be uh, truthful and authentic. And then people will see, you know, I I love that
0: you, I love that you said that um, like, even though like you did this and it could have been crickets. You didn't know, but you still do it because you know how many times I speak to people, you know, I'm in the mentor world, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I speak to people who put themselves out on social media or they put themselves out, you know, they put themselves out there, to do something, whether it's promoting their coaching business, whether it's promoting, promoting their MLM marketing, you know, products, they second guess themselves because they're scared of failure. They're scared of the rejection. They're scared of getting only two likes versus, you know, the, the, the of likes that they've had before. But you, you still obviously weren't discouraged by that. You had a vision and you guys were able to push through it, but when you were working on this project, I'm sure you had some difficulties. I'm sure stuff came up where you were like, shit. Or, you know, some some roadblocks, like to said. First off, were there any roadblocks? And how were you guys able to move forward with that?
1: I mean, dude, there's even now, there's roadblocks even now. Um, you know, even where we're at now. Uh, I mean, the thing is, there were so many roadblocks when we were filming this. Um, I'm not going to go through all of the lists because I know we only have like, Twenty-three <laughs> seconds left, uh, <laughs> um, and I actually I have to get to a political um, debate down yeah. downtown Los Angeles. Um, Obviously, the way you're dressed, I mean,
0: yeah, go. Well, again. this is the
1: only, this is the only green I have for St. Patty's Day, and I figured it works well with the blue jacket, you know, for Blue Station Wagon Productions. And I want to bring the suit back, you know, like you know, I love a good yoga pant, you know, I love a good you know jogger or something, but you know, it'd be nice if we get back to you know dressing uh impressed yeah you know what I mean? like throw a tie on every so often you know yeah, yeah.
0: tell you what man you threw that tie on over here and you as I said got, got a reaction for me that's for you <laughs> <I>
1: know <laughs> you instantly lost it uh to go, to go back yeah we did we had a lot of hurdles you know but the thing is like I'll go back to one day when we did um we did a whole green screen because our show takes place in the 1980s and we had to use a green screen because it was just in regards to budget and how we're going to film this, we did a couple of the driving car scenes. And when we did the green screen, we showed up and the screens that I got and, you know, it was just some miscommunication uh, were wrong. They weren't the ones that we needed to use. And the thing was we had a good team in place. You know, one of our producers, uh, Margarita, uh, she went and, you know, ran and got the, um, the proper screen that we needed. So her and April, who was also a, a a um, production manager with us and they ran and they were like, all right, we have no time. Let's change our schedule in the moment. Let's pivot. You know, how are we going to pivot in this moment? We can either get really upset and angry and start the day off on the worst note possible, or we can all take a collective breath and figure out how to come come up with a solution. And that's happened numerous times throughout the shooting. It's happened post-production uh, it's happened in the editing process. It's happening now, like even at a point where we're done, like the show is finished um, and now we're we're pitching it. And now there's even other things that are coming up. It's it's how do we stop for a moment, take a deep breath and figure out a solution instead of dealing with the problem. Yeah, man,
0: that absolutely. Figure out a solution versus focusing on the problem. That's, the, I love that response because, and I love how you brought up about like even miscommunication and I kind of want to pivot as you brought up because I feel like, in today's day, and you and I always talk about it, like uh, you know, obviously offline and stuff and, you know, miscommunication, whether in a relationship with a loved one or whether or not with business, it still, you know, it still impacts correctly. Now with miscommunication in just in life, like most people, like I've seen it firsthand. It's like miscommunication days over, done deal. You pissed, pissed me off. We're not going to do this anymore. You know, you fucked up RJ move on. Right. But, mm-hmm. uh, That's not the way the world works, unfortunately. No way. Yeah. So talk to me as far as like the power of fucking communication, because I'm sick and tired of people. And I'm going to say this very candidly. I mean, this is what it is. I I cannot stand shitty communicators. I I don't. Whether or not they're loved ones, whether or not they're not loved ones. Shitty communication. Not being able to express how -hmm. you feel. Or if you do express how you feel, you get judgment because of that. Yeah. Talk to, talk to me about that. Well,
1: it's like the thing, you know, when people say, is like, a, how are you? And you're like, and most people, 99% of people are like, oh, I'm good. Like, things are okay. Or, or they say, the, my favorite is when um, you ask people, it's like, how are you? And they're like, not bad. It's like, okay, so that means you're good. You know, if you're not bad, you're good. Um, and it's funny that people automatically go to not bad and not say good. Um, I mean, that's a whole, that's the next segment on the psychology with RJ. Uh, <laughs> but it's true, like, like, I mean, I think uh, it's funny. I had this talk the other day with somebody again, like assumption and miscommunication go hand in hand too much. And it's like the only thing people, I think people sometimes are afraid to ask certain questions because like like I said earlier, like how are you doing? People are like, good. Could you imagine if somebody really sat there and said, well, you know, this morning I woke up and I had the most terrible foot pain and then, you know, my back started hurting. Most people just like, they just like teeter off and they'll go somewhere else. Somewhere else. But imagine if like for that two minutes, because it, if it's more than two minutes, then the person who's explained like explain what's going on could potentially be that's not conscious or not know what's going on. No, as we say, read the room. Uh, but if for those two minutes, that person actually listened, you know, that person spoke about how they felt. And for those two minutes, the person who's listening actively listens, I feel like that's such a lack of communication, lack of society, lack of humanity. Nobody's listening, you know? So that brings up so much miscommunication because I agree with you. I dislike, I dislike mis- uh, terrible communicators. I tend to over-communicate, especially like when we're creating uh, to a point where people now are hiring us, you know, especially Blue Station American Productions because we are so detail oriented in so many different things and it all comes down with communication because we're okay with no like we're okay with we don't like it. We're okay with people saying ah, maybe next time. we're okay with that because you're always gonna get it. like it's gonna happen. it's natural. not everybody's gonna be on the same page, not everybody's gonna have the same opinion. Therefore, how do you work with that person? like how listen to them if we just listen to that person and not just as in business you know. Um, hold on. You, what okay.
0: uh, <laughs> well, I see what you're saying. You're like, not only in business and relationships and, you know, and everything in anything, you know, in your life, because you and I are, you know, we've, as I said, we've had many conversations offline about, about like just the power of communication. And I, I, and I feel like a lot of issues in the work field and relationships all come down to shitty communication and it drives me crazy mm-hmm. because I mean, like you and I, we are, we wear, we wear a heart on our sleeves. Like we are very, very open. We know what virgins. it is. We don't keep things in. And then when we do finally, finally express ourselves, it's like we're being judged.
1: Yes. See, it's true. And like I, I wish whoever is on the other side of that can be a little more curious than judgmental because um, that's been a theme most recently for a lot of things that I've been part of and it came from, I'm not sure if anybody watches Ted Lasso and I'm going to plug them because I think it's an amazing show. Uh, And season three just came out, uh, just launched this week. Uh, There's a clip someone sent me, a good friend of mine Adrian sent me about two weeks ago, I was in Oklahoma and it brought back to the scene about being curious and not judgmental of people. And that comes back to listening and listening to, you know, active listening to somebody when they speak because people have something inside of them that is driving them in their intent. So who are we to judge who they are? If, if they're not creating harm onto you or onto anybody else, like physically, or even like abuse or bullying or anything like that, then, then who are we to judge anybody? You know. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. how do I deal with it bro? Like take a deep breath, like, and stop for a second. Like it always comes back down to breath. Um, Even in in our our relationship, uh, you know, when my significant other and I get into it, um, because it's healthy sometimes to have a little bit of a debate, uh, it comes down to the fact where I'll grab the dog and I'll go for a walk and we'll shift the energy. And nine times out of ten, I come back and there she is with like sage, sage in the house, you know, like the incense is burning. And it's like, all right, we both understood in the moment what we had to do in order to get out of that mindset. It's like the dog like our dog he he um he gets into these moments where he goes into his paws like it's like you know and it's he turns into a completely different dog it's like but if you tap him he wakes up out of it and he's back with it how are we any different like are we like we're animals right so i mean well i don't know sorry guy i don't want
0: to we're we're animals yeah we're animals yeah we we, we all are animals i mean uh, yes we Sometimes
1: after. we need that tap in the ribs, you know, the two finger tap. It's like, oh,
0: oh. okay.
1: Flick in so, yeah. the ear. Flick in the ear. Like, uh, hey, oh, that hurts. I do not miss it. I do not miss flicking the ears. I do not miss wet willies and not, do not miss ball taps. Like, I know, oh, so what is this one called where they grab the back of your
0: neck? Remember, we were doing a yeah. so, little history. RJ and I went to the same elementary school, not junior high school, same high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so I've known RJ for. Over thirty years, crazy. Was that
1: those, when people went up behind you on like this,
0: yeah, was was just, yeah, I didn't like that. When they grabbed that back of your neck, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna drop you right now. Leave me the heck alone.
1: Wasn't that called a gill? Gill. That's what it was called. It yeah. was like you were the gill. a gill,
0: which random shit that we grew up with. <laughs> it made no sense. Like, why? What do you? Why? Like, or, what's the capital of uh, where was it? it? Was like
1: what's the capital of Th- Thailand? Bangkok. Bangkok. <laughs> you get just a nut shot. On my- son of a guns yeah so but you know that's like boy that's like adolescence i think that's we we didn't know i don't know we had so much energy like there's so much energy what do you do with it
0: exactly so yeah apparently you give gills you give wet milk, and you're <laughs> the balls
1: that's that's what you do dude actually i just read um all seriousness i just read in the uh daily news that there was a uh serial giller walking around manhattan <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is he saying? This serious? This guy's
0: got all his ear. Yeah, that killer. Let's, let's serial killer. Serial killers back uh, in New York. Oh god, Midtown these days, unbelievable. All right, dude, I have to bring up uh, something about like this. This is, I think, a topic again that that we've spoken about, but I feel like the listeners can be, you know, relate to is. You are an amazing actor. Obviously, you got Blue Station Rising Productions. You got a lot of a lot of you know other awesome you know gigs that are you know side hustle I like to call them that you're working on, right? But you also do have a uh, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess a I guess concrete job. You have a st- stable stable career, stable job. You're you're a host. You do um, some some powerful things. However, there are people out there right now who hate their job just absolutely cannot stand their job but at the same time they're not really financially secure Mm -hmm. i've seen people just quit their jobs and put all their eggs in one basket and be like i'm just gonna like figure it out because i hate it i've seen i've seen people stay with them and then be miserable so I know you and I know mutual friends that we have and I know there's people outside that you know separately. I know separately and I hear the same old thing. I hate my job. I got the golden handcuffs on right now, meaning that like I'm there only because I need to pay my damn bills,
1: but I hate it. What is your advice to those people right there? Uh, well, first word, first, first of all, get rid of the word hate because I, I think the word hate is so, uh, I just don't like it at all. You can say dislike, um, but to, the, to what I would say to people is, i always go back to elementary school. Like, you know, remember in school, we would go to class, be done by three o'clock and then be after school, which is like extracurricular activities. Um, Play baseball or dodgeball, whatever it's going to be. For anybody who's unhappy in their job, do something about it. Now you're not going to do it from nine to five or, I mean, let's say nine to six. Let's be realistic these days. It's nine to six because it's a nine hour work week. I mean, not work day. You're not going to do it. RJ, I'm going to correct you, man.
0: I've, I've spoken to all, I've spoken to a lot of people, especially in Rob Dallas, like mentor program. And these people are working now like men, like 10 to 12 hours is what like it's, they're requiring now.
1: It's too much. I mean, I think it's too much. I mean, I know they just this week, they uh, bring in a bill up in Congress about bringing it down to a four day work week. Cause I know the UK is switching over. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do it here. And honestly, I think they're going to see a influx in productivity and uh, awareness. And I think, most companies are going to thrive off 4 of 40 work week. But I think most people have to understand that at the end of the day, your passion has to take precedence. The passion has to come first, like, because that extra time when you want to go drink, you know, after work, you know, you want to grab that glass of wine, you want to roll that joint, you want to go hang out with friends, you want to turn on TV and be brain dead. Those are hours that you can put towards what you want. And even if it's an hour, even if it's 30 minutes, whatever it is, that's like the ticker. I, I feel like there's like a ticker with us, each one of us, that's going getting closer and closer and closer and closer to our goals. So every time we come home from work or people come home from work and then they're like, uh, well, you know, how do, what am I going to do? It's like, well, take a class or talk to people. This, I mean, right now, that's the thing. That's the thing to go back and said about communication. We are in the, the, the mecca of like the middle of the most communicative time in history. Um, But the communication is the worst possible. Like the lack of commitment. Nobody's listening anymore. Nobody's listening, bro. Nobody's listening. And now, like, because that's something I did back in the the 2000s, I guess. Um, And I still do it today. Like, because like you said, I I rep a, a, a pretty big car brand and I travel the country with them. And I... I work sometimes, I work 10 hour days because I'm hosting and I'm at a show and I'm, I'm doing that. But perfect example of it is back in November, I was in Seattle doing this, all while prepping for this huge 200 person plus event that we were putting together together in December. how? How were we able to do that? Because at times that I was off, I mustered up the energy to make sure that I was present and what I wanted how how do i do that it's mindset like it comes down to mindset um just understanding that coming back to what i want and understanding what i want and being clear on what i wanted and that's what changed it for me and to anybody out there like honestly like this whole structure of like um, i'm getting candid Fuck it. Um, this whole structure of <laughs> this nine to six type bullshit and this nine to seven bullshit or people doing nine to nine and thinking they have to kill themselves for their fucking job or kill themselves for this, this hierarchy of, you know, big business and for what? And they come home and be fucking miserable, like happiness, like find your happiness and bills will get paid. Like things will like the universe finds a way, like for anybody like who's not, religious doesn't believe in God, if you're an atheist, if you're if you're you believe in universe, you believe in Allah, you believe in whoever you want to believe in. Like it's fine because we're all human. Like we're all human. But life finds a way. You know, that it was you're you will find a way. Your bills will get paid somehow. And and most people say, well, it's easy for you to say. And it's like, no, it's not easy for me to say, because I still am in that world certain times because of being an artist. Uh, being in that industry where some months we are doing really well and then boom, nothing, like there's nothing going on. How do I maintain my happiness and how do I keep, how do I maintain my goals? You know, and those are questions that we have to ask. Like I always say, one of my big hash, hashtags past couple of years, question everything and start with yourself, you know, question yourself.
0: No, yeah, dude, that's, yeah, no, I love that you said that, RJ, because number one, you talked about passion and being present, right, and I feel like, especially in today's day, like, being present is not even, like, not even a thing, it's like you're always focused on the next big thing, the next shiny object, the next cool, trending, uh, you know, topic on social media, whether Twitter, Instagram, you know, TikTok, whatever it is, it's like you're following... You're following the herd, you know, but with passion, and I say this all the damn time, it's okay to not know your passion, but it's not okay to not try to, you know, it's not okay to not try to find it out and know what it is because you, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Like, for example, your passion right now, you're, you're living, your you're experiencing your passion. You're doing what you need to do, but you weren't like that. You were like that. So for somebody right now, that's like shit. Like, I want to be a, you know, I, I want to be a host. I want to be a coach. I want to be a business owner. I want to own my own business. What do
1: you say to those people? It's well, very sensitively. Um, then fucking do it. Um, <laughs> I mean, then do it. Uh, there's no one holding you back from. Easier said than
0: R Ar- easier said than RJ, What's what's your response?
1: Yeah. Cause that's what you would get. It's easier said than done. Well, geez, like I said, it's easier for you. Um, start from one. When you go up steps, when you take a, when you take a ladder, when you do, when you go up floors, like you don't go from step one to step nine, you go from step one to step two, step two, step three. And it's like, it's such a cliche. Like it's so cliche. Like the turtle always beats the hair, you know, always. Um, but it's, there's a reason cliches work. Like, like there's a work, there's a reason for it because like the slower you are, the more you're listening, you're more you're learning, the more you're absorbing. And then maybe in that moment, there's not like we're learning right at the beginning, you're not gonna utilize right there, but who knows three years down the line, it's like, oh snap, that's why I learned that way, like that time and now I need it now. And I think that's what people are so, Oh, yesterday i went to uh the past few days i've been at uh this ema Emma, uh, summit it's all about uh, environmental media association it's awesome mm-hmm. and i listened to a very very well-known actor uh, speak about about this about timing and especially talking about people who are about climate change and people who are about changing the environment and he's like and somebody asked him a question what do people do he's like well first of all we're not going to go into the Amazon and I'm not going to quote him. I'm not going to say who it is, but we're not going to go places and change things right away. Start small, you know, start at home. What can you do at home? And like, that's what I think people forget. Even like with our pre- projects, with our pro- production, like, yeah, we would love it to be on, you know, Paramount and Apple. And those are goals. Like I'm staring at them now. Cause all my goals are on my board right behind you, like, well, behind the camera, uh, and, you know, because I, I want to see them every day. Because those are goals are for me, and we'd love for it to be on tomorrow. Like I'd love to be saying right now, like, "Hey guys, go on Paramount Plus and down and watch the shipment. It, it premieres tomorrow." Like that's a goal that we we want and a goal that we have. And if it's not the shipment, maybe it's something else. Maybe it's odd people. Maybe it's One Eleven Morningside on Drive. Maybe it's all these other projects that we're creating. Um, but I know that the small steps we're taking will take us to that moment. Uh, So yeah, to those people who say it's easier said than done, nothing worth it in life is easy. Nothing. Not like, I mean, so how passionate are you for it? Like how passionate are you for that goal? And then honestly, like in that moment, ask yourself, like really fucking ask yourself, do I really want this? And guess what? If you, if yourself says to you, like pulls in the library, David like, eh, Maybe it's time to pivot, you know? Maybe it's time to go towards something else, but be okay with it. Like, mm-hmm. be
0: okay with it. That's and your trust yourself And trust yourself, bet on yourself. I did a podcast episode about like, just betting on yourself. Like how important it is to bet on
1: yourself because RJ, if you don't believe in yourself, why the fuck am I gonna believe well, in you? Let me ask you this, you know? Let me, let me be the, uh, the host for a moment. This is a Leaders Life Podcast with RJ. Um, <laughs> So let me ask you: Starting your podcast, had did you go to podcast school? Did you go? Did you have any idea what you were doing with podcasts? What What helped you, or what for you, got you to create Leaders Life Podcast with Amar?
0: Yeah. Honestly, dude, it was talking to people like you, talking to my friend like y'all, talking to Rob, Jamie. I mean, I had all these amazing people in my life that were just like, "Why are you not doing it?" And I was like, it's got to be perfect. I need to find the perfect name for this podcast. I need to make sure I have enough content because I didn't want to run out of things to talk about. And I was just thinking about a lot of things. Once again, everything except being present in the moment and just started to do it. So podcast is a great example because I came in, I said, all I'm going to do, I said, I'm going to do it just for a month, see how it is and then go from there. And, you know, I've been blessed. The podcast has been growing like crazy, but there was a there was a point where I didn't want to I almost did not want to do it because I wanted it to be perfect and like I always say perfection is just a delay to your dreams or a um, dream
1: pressure. That's, that's true. True. so you were, you're planning on doing it for a month and you're about to hit a year nine soon. We're at nine months. We're right nine now. months. So like okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's easier said than done, Amar. Right. No, but the it's thing not. was or this is the problem though
0: and I I realized what the issue is whether it's my podcast whether it's your business whether it's anybody's business it's the fact that you want to compare yourself so it's like for me right I have I'll, I'll bring up my mentor my like just Rob dial who's just you know amazing what it is but if I'm like hey I'm not going to start my podcast because everybody listens to Rob dial everybody listens to Tony Robbins everybody listens to you know just Joe Rogan or whatever it is I'm not going to start my podcast. It's already comparing ourselves. Yep. And it's like Rob Dial is very open. By the way, Rob Dial, I will plug him forever. Like he's got a top 50 podcast in the world. And he said he almost didn't start his podcast because of Tony Robbins. Yes. So he almost didn't start his podcast. And now he has this amazing program that I'm a part of. And I met my greatest friends from these programs, but he almost didn't start because Tony Robbins existed. And same thing, it's like, Why are they going to listen to Amar when you have a million self-development podcasts? So yeah, that imposter syndrome hit Mm -hmm. me. However, once I realized I'm not doing it to catch up to Rob, I'm not doing it to catch up to Tony Robbins. I'm not doing it to catch up to Joe Rogan. I'm doing this right now to just give back, share. And if one person gets something out of the podcast,
1: just one person, I'm good to go. Absolutely. And that's, that's all it is. And even if that one person is you, dude, like for you, um, I think that's, it's commendable. You know, it's like you had an idea, you had a goal and you took action. Many people are afraid to, to take action. That's something I'm even learning every day of how many people talk, 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 talk. But it's like, put, put the pen to paper. As a great author once said to a group, uh, a show that I was on, uh on Broadway, well off Broadway back in New York, is said, put pen to paper. And it's like the action doing doing actionable tasks to head towards your goal. Many people are afraid to do it and they're afraid to fail. You know, uh and to, I mean look what you're at now with this podcast. I mean, Leader's Life Podcast is huge. I love it. I listen to it every week. Uh, we talk about it, right, as much as we possibly can. Um, and it's a working awesome and, you know it ties in this thing. You know, it's and look where you're at now. You're nine months in and proud of you and you know you look great your microphone looks healthy next to you your hair is nice and slicked uh <laughs> I apologize before that but interview With but college, what's With crazy
0: about the podcast is that rj the average person quits after six episodes dude That's six episodes they quit they quit they're done yeah. why, why do you think the average person okay Let's, yeah, let's just talk about just fucking quitting for a second because it drives me a lot of f-bombs on this podcast. So if I had a curse jar right now,
1: Boy. the only thing I've ever quit in, well, I mean, whether job, well, I guess jobs, um, the only thing I've actually quit and stayed with my entire life was smoking. It's the only thing ever in my life that I will ever, ever say I've quit from here. What on. drives me
0: crazy though is I was speaking to somebody uh, this past weekend who's a cigarette smoker. And I asked her like joking around and uh, you know, just just like, hey, you know, like you need to, you know, like hey, you know, that's you're getting older. Nah, can't say that to people.
1: You can't say you need to.
0: Nah, no, no, no. Cool. I was very really careful about it because I understand, hey, needs are needs are needs. Yeah. <laughs> but her response back was, yeah, I'm not a quitter. Oh. I was
1: just, just like, okay, you know, like, all right, ha-ha.
0: good one. This,
1: those are moments where my sarcasm takes a hold of me. <laughs> I know. If somebody says that to me you know what i like my response honestly would just be like, <laughs> like because uh-huh. but first of all it's, it's listen it's none of your business to judge them for smoking no right? it, it is not. not but we know the thing is we know now what it does we know how, how it like affects our bodies we know that i mean honestly like, looking back i was a smoker for 10 years and then i went back to it in 2016 and now, now i'm done And let's be clear, like I have the strength and and the awareness that if I'm like out and drinking and or hanging out with people and somebody I smell it and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, man, I want one. I honestly might have one like I could smoke one, but then the next day I don't go buy a pack. You know, it's like, okay, done. I did that one thing. I fulfilled my moment. Same thing with diets. Like I don't like diets. I'm not sorry for anybody out there that's a diet person. Um, I just don't like diets. I like lifestyle. Like, how do you change your lifestyle? And the thing is, if if people say, Oh, I'm not a quitter. It's like, well, how long do you want to live? Like, are you, are you looking to extend your life or are you looking to end it pretty quickly? Um, and I have to sound so morbid on that, but come on, we know what the effects of cigarettes do. So your response, I'm not a quitter is actually really unconscious of you to say, um, you know, stop for a moment and really think about what you're doing to your body. Uh, And that's the case, but to each his own, when it comes down to it, if that makes them happy, that's fine. That's totally fine. But understand what it's going to do to you in the long term.
0: I just know. I love, I love that answer. And you're right. To each his own, whoever, I mean, this is no judgment zone, but like, if I see somebody that I care about, and you know that i am concerned about their health yeah i'm gonna say something that's what i did getting older you gotta take care of your health and you're not doing very well it was curious. one of those people and it was like i'm not a quitter like, yeah. <laughs> like
1: well be curious about the person like because when i quit smoking i thought to myself why did i smoke you know why was i smoking it was like i had a hole in my life i had a hole in my there was a hole in my fabric that I needed to fill with something. And it was mostly, it was cigarettes at the time. Like, because I felt like there was time when I was, God, I mean, a cup of coffee, cigarette, driving in the car, cigarette, smoke a joint, cigarette, drink a whiskey, cigarette. Like there was all, it, it became like this this rhythm that I needed to do. And, and when I finally decided to get it out of my life and move it on, it's like, oh, there was a hole. That's what I was doing. I'm fulfilling this hole. I was filling this hole up with a cigarette. I don't need that anymore. How do I fill that hole up with something on the positive side or something that's going to be a bonus to my life? Um, and that's, I mean, I've always meditated and practiced yoga and run, I'm a runner. And uh, that's where I was like, oh, in those moments, how about I sit for three minutes or five minutes? How long it takes to smoke a cigarette? And I meditate. And that's what started. That's what started. Like, it was like, Oh, let me do that. Let me do that instead. And now, like I said, now I have the power and the strength to have one. Let's just say, I'm mean, going, I don't remember the last time I had a, a freaking cigarette, but I can have one and the next day not buy them, not buy a pack. You know, yeah. it's like I had the strength, you know, and it's inside me. I choose, I choose. No, that's, no,
0: that's awesome. No, I, I love that. I love that you brought that in there because what bothers me is, um, What really, really like, I guess, bugs me and it shouldn't, it shouldn't bug me, but it does is when people I know, people I mentor or people that, um, my loved ones who I am seeing finally, finally, finally grabbing the bull by the horn and being able to take full control of their life and then following their dreams. And then within the first couple of weeks, it's hard. And then they're like, I don't want to do this shit anymore. I'm going to go torture myself. And it's like, and that's, that's what they're saying. It's not. And it bugs me because it's like, you have potential. I see it, but you don't see it. Mm -hmm. And you're giving up on your dreams because it's hard. Like it's hard, but like, not to sound like the grumpy old man shaking his fist on the grass, like back in my day, but (sighs) do they realize that like, Right now, you and I didn't have the the luxury of growing up with a smartphone. You and I didn't have the luxury of the internet when we had to write essays. You and I didn't have it. We had to go to the library, look at the encyclopedia because, shit, we didn't have enough money to have an encyclopedia until like later on in life. But that's kind of like where the time changes, but we had to take the effort. It was hard. Imagine we did that in school. We just, it's hard to go look it up on this encyclopedia that talks about dinosaurs on one page. And then, you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's insane. Mm-hmm. So that's why it bugs me. Is like, if you really love something, you really want something and you want to push for it. We talked about exercising. You want to lose 20 pounds but you don't want to exercise and you justify like I woke up, you know, you and I were talking about my back pains earlier. I still, wor- I still worked out today. Mm-hmm. I still worked out today. I slept like shit, everybody. I had this crazy knot on my back,
1: but I still worked out today. Well, I, I, yeah, I, it just was crazy. What something like that. Like, like thinking about like, Oh, if you have this back pain, like maybe not do bent presses or pull-ups or things like that. Maybe do a yoga practice, do a 30 minute stretch. Like, Especially yoga. Most people think that yoga is like this yeah. this and RJ, by the way, like full
0: transparency. It's funny. Like I was just like, you know, was getting ready for this podcast sitting down and I told him my back hurts. He was like, Did you do yoga? Did you stretch?" Like you asked the, the the questions right there because it's obviously like you knew you you don't stop it. You just what did you do about it? And yeah, you, yeah, you go. That's what I loved about it. Not like, oh rest up, take it easy. It wasn't that. Yeah. But get on
1: the couch, I'll get you some tea, like relax. Everything'll be all right. No on my back. Yeah, on my back, back get, get some Bengay or Icy Hot or something on that. Uh, no, but it's like it's like. Listen, if you're hurt, you're injured. I'm not a I'm not a fucking doctor. I mean, I will play one on TV, and I'm dressed like one now. But I'm not a doctor. But I know like my body. I know my body, and I know that um, like lower back pain, especially at the age that I'm hitting, is going to start happening because I played a lot of sports when I was a kid um i I stand a lot like the past two days I, i was standing for 10 hours straight for the past two days uh so i know i'm always going to be on my feet how do i balance it out how do i counteract that by doing some yoga like and i'm not talking about people say yoga. it's like oh you mean standing on your head like no i can't stand on my head it's like i can't even do a handstand and that's totally fine but i know like poses like child's pose happy baby um uh, what's other, like Even like downward dog, upward dogs, cat cow, those type of poses. And I'm not a yogi. You know, I didn't go through the whole yoga certification thing, but I know my body. And I know that if I do those certain poses, the lower back is going to release, you know, and I know that I'm counteracting whatever the pain is. And that's just from listening. Like it just comes down to listening to people because even as actors, like we have to actively listen. We're in a scene with somebody, we're reacting to what's happening across from us. And I'm not going to get into the whole method of acting and all that kind of stuff. Uh, But what it comes down to it is just being able to listen to the other person and then react to it. So who's to say we can listen to ourselves, listen to ourselves, you know, and you don't have to, like, I'm not going to miss working out today, but hey, do some stretches, a stretch. Stretching is probably one of the most important things we have to do for our bodies when working out. And everybody, like, just. Most, and I say everybody. Sorry for everybody who does the stretching. Uh, but <laughs> but <laughs> talking to me, guys. People, you're just talking to me. Yeah, but most most people like do. I don't know. They, they just skip that. You know, and yoga makes us even stronger. Mostly mentally.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's all mental. But I think, I think, but for me though, and that's what I said, I brought up the working out for a lot of people because I've I've seen it, I've heard it, whether in my life, whether people that I just met it's like you almost try to justify not doing it because of that. Oh, got that back pain. I can miss it today. I don't have to work out. I got a, you know, a consent form that says my, actually I'm really hurt. That's what drives me crazy. It's like you're lying to yourself, which is fine because you're not lying. I'm not lying to you. I'm not lying to anybody else. But at the same time, I think that if you're lying to yourself, it's almost worse than lying to you. It's worse. I'll say it's worse than lying to you if you're lying to yourself. And
1: and let me ask you a question. When those moments happen for you, because they happen to me. Oh, of course. course to me. Absolutely. When you push through, right. And and you push through and you do something, if it's working out or something else, whatever it's going to be. And your mind keeps telling you like, oh, you got this consent form not to do it, but then you do it. How do you feel?
0: Oh God. Amazing. And I'm going to give you an example. I had a 19 hour workday on Wednesday. I had to go take care of some, you know, personal business that I, um, and, I, and it was a 19 hour wow. work day. and I didn't want to, it's just 30 minutes is all I wanted to do with some type of movement. And I justified, I just, look at that. I said, the first thing I started off with 19 hour work day on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, what would I say if one of the mentor, one of the coaches I mentor said that same thing, mm-hmm. I would say to them, find a way. If it's a priority, you will find a way. Mm-hmm. It's a priority, find a way. So I said that. So what did I do? I went to my basement and did 30 minutes of boxing. And that was it. got <laughs> now, now, granted, I was exhausted. It was hard, but I did it. And what you just said, what you just asked, I felt amazing that I actually did it. It wasn't that I was tired. It wasn't that it was just, I just didn't want to do it because I justified to myself. I worked all day today
1: but 30 minutes and I felt great and and sucked like a baby. Isn't it amazing Like you did 19 hours of work and I'm sure, I mean, I'm not sure, I'm not going to speak for you, but uh, were you like fulfilled in those 19 hours? Like, like meaning like, like you were doing work, you were working for, you know, to pay the bills, you were working for your job. I mean, you know, know fulfilled, fulfilled, not necessarily, but... Yeah, not necessarily. I mean, yes. Well, I'm getting no. to some. So, so, but think about it: 19 hours of doing all that work for a paycheck or to bring in income or whatever, yes. it's gonna be. and that 30 and it only took 30 minutes for you to feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Isn't that fascinating? That's, That's like, actually crazy that you bought that. I did not even look at it. Yeah, I had not the math of that. Yeah, like yeah. the math in regards to that. Like of 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 19 hours of your day, and only took 30 minutes for you to be like. Proud or feel fulfilled or feel accomplished. You know, it's like it's that amount of time. It's imagine if you did 19 hours of film <laughs> and <laughs> oh. of stuff you didn't want to do, you'd be levitating. Like <laughs> or doing something that because it wasn't
0: it definitely wasn't passion. It wasn't my passion stuff that I do, just being very candid. It was just like, you know, just sure. you know, one, one of my one of my endeavors that I had to deal with. And um and it was a 19 hour day. And, you know, I can go on this podcast and preach and be like, don't torture yourself. Don't do this, you know, leave your jobs and do all that, you know, and I get that. But it was just one of those situations where I had to, you know, suck it up and handle it and and take care of, you know, at the end of the day, like I am, you know, the leader of, of my companies and I have to make sure I'm there if there's any issues. And that's why I had that one of those long, you know, crazy days. But you are absolutely right. Was it fulfilling? Absolutely not. But yeah, that 30 minutes knocked it out of the park and made me feel good because of that
1: 30 minutes, not that 19 hours. Yeah. And I think I think most people or society of how it's created, especially here in the United States, is they'll come home from the 19 hour day and open up a bottle of wine. Oh yeah. Justify.
0: Hey, I get shit faced. Let me roll up that joint. Let me, let me have, you know, I work 19 hours. Yeah.
1: I deserve this. I did this today. I deserve that. And and honestly, hey, I'm all about like I love um, tequilas and whiskey. I love sipping on certain things. And I know there's a time and a place for, for that. Uh, but Hey, when you get home after the, you know, 10 hour day, and you still have your dreams and your goals, give it an hour, give it 30 minutes, you know, go back to what we started with, go back, do your 30 minutes, do your hour, do your two hours, whatever it's going to be. Hey, who's to say when you're done with that two hours, have yourself a little sip, Mm -hmm. congratulate yourself, you know, or whatever it's going to be. Yeah.
0: Reward yourself. You're right. No, that's awesome. All right, awesome, RJ. As we wrap this up, RJ, I mean, this was just awesome. We're just like just talking about like real life shit that goes on on a day to day. So. For uh, the listeners out there right now, I know, like, as I said, crushing it with Blue Station Wagon Productions, and you got a lot going on. So what what do the listeners, first off, how can they connect with you, know what's going on? I know we have a big event going on in May. So kind of elaborate what's going on, what you got going on, and how they can connect and see what, what we have going on, what you have going on.
1: So the easiest way to connect to me, connect with me is for facts. Um, you know, I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dial up, dial up. Dial uh, up, fax. Um, just use fax zero if you don't have a fax machine, actually anybody I'm not plugging them. So, uh, the best way is like on social media to see what we're doing. I have to get a lot better at social media. And I know that it's become part of the industry, but we have a lot going on. We have a lot happening. Um, we have, uh, this event that's coming up on May 6th and everything will be finalized soon. Um, that all came from taking a huge risk in December, not knowing what was going to happen. And now we are partnering up with an amazing, amazing man um, out of Arizona. Uh, and we're putting this event together out here in L.A. And we got that happening. Um, what else? What else we got going on? Uh, we also have, we're in development with another show that somebody is bringing us on for, which is kind of cool. Uh, so there's a couple of things. best thing is like social media or they can go to um, www or worldwideweb.bluestationwagonproductions.com. Uh, uh, we'll put it in the, the link of the- Yeah, we'll put, we're going to have all that in the show notes. Yeah, and, they, and you can see what we're doing, what we're up to. Um, because we started as a production company doing a show, you know, or creating something, a, a film or a TV show. And now we are, we have an events page um, of things that we're doing. And, uh, you know, we have all of these different avenues that we're going down. And I think it's only just going to keep expanding because we have a, a bunch of like-minded creative individuals who are goal oriented. And I think that's where we're at, uh, including you, Omar, including you, buddy. Oh, Thank <laughs> you, brother.
0: Well, yeah. He, I mean, just, I mean, there's no secret. Like I, I, I talk about this on the podcast. Like I brought up, like, I, I'm very, very picky where I invest in new things. And obviously I'm a partner with you and you, Station Market Productions. I'm also I had um, you know guests on the podcast regarding like uh, an investment project that I'm a part of. So I only you know bring in what I believe in. I don't like to you know bring thing bring people on here or bring uh, projects on here if I don't believe in it or if I'm not, you know or something that I just don't feel aligned. I feel like it's important, if, if, you know, for me to you know, to, to if if I believe in it, I'm going to talk about it. I don't like when people bring up products about stuff and they're like, ah, I don't like that shit, but I'm doing it for that. Like I'm, I'm totally against that. And I mean, truth be told, that's why I don't have any advertisers out here. I've been reached out by a lot of people and I've turned them down because a lot of the products I don't believe in. And um, so, yeah, so that's why I just want it. Like, and I guess I'm endorsing Blue Station Wagon Productions and making sure that uh, like, as I said, I, I put my eggs in this basket because I know how powerful that is. And I've watched your life change, RJ. I've watched the projects bloom and watch, watching the team just keep growing. So I love that.
1: Awesome. And if there's anybody who listen listening or anybody, you know, um, who's interested in getting involved across any platform, like any, anybody who wants to, um, cause leader's life podcast was, a. a, a, a a partner, a sponsor for sponsor, us. Sponsor the last sponsor event. Sponsor the last event. And if anybody's out there who wants to know more about what we're doing and like this, this artistic community that we're creating here in LA, uh, it's gonna get a lot bigger. Um, we, I mean, the goal would be to go nationally, especially what we're creating here. Um, but we're at the early stages. We're at step one. Uh, and we know our goal is step 10, but we can't go to step 10 yet. We're not ready for it. Like, honestly, we would just fall on our faces. So right now we're on step one and step one is beautiful. It's a beautiful place to be. Uh, It's a beautiful spot to to learn from. Uh, So if there's anybody out there who wants to jump on board, hit us up. Uh, We have a lot of possibilities um, uh, that we're creating. Uh, Sponsorships, you know, I started reaching out to a couple of sponsors again because the last event was sponsored. You know, Mm -hmm. we got sponsored by some big brands, including Leaders Life Podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so we had a bunch of name brands sponsoring us and to say, like, who am I that they wanted to put their money towards us? It's like, nah, I know who I am. You know, I know we know what we're creating uh, and we have that in our mind and we have that in our intent. And as long as we leave from a heart, a heart space, it's going to only flourish. Uh, so it's going to kind of cool. Um, I have a, one more question for you. I know we talk so much about different things, but. We said we we're going to talk about conspiracy
0: theories. We're not going to talk about conspiracy theories at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, but- yes, yes, yes. We're going to wrap this up. <laughs> this is how we're going to wrap it up. I said we're about to wrap this up. Uh, I have it written on my little cheat sheet right here. This is a good uh, way to close it out. Uh, right, I didn't even thank you for coming on here yet, so don't you worry, bro. All
1: right. I'll just, so, I'll just sit back i
0: So i to I'm going to be very, very candid and honest and just put you behind the curtains. Like RJ and like two other people in my life send me all like, conspiracy theory type stuff and um like we talk about aliens we talk about what's going on in the world i believe in aliens for the record <laughs> uh, but i want to talk uh, i want you to talk about your biggest conspiracy theory without offending anybody or if you're gonna offend anybody at the same time i don't even give a shit at this point because you know what we know your pure intentions is not to offend anybody your beliefs are your beliefs and you're not a bad person so um just kind of share with us what right now is your biggest conspiracy theory
1: oh wow uh yeah it's something that chat gpt probably brought up no don't you dare dude! it's not going to answer that No, leave chat gpt alone that's my jam <laughs> um well i always ask myself to ask questions because you got to question everything I uh, always question everything i always think about like where conspiracy theory started you know and it's like most people don't know but it started after jfk was assassinated and it's like it was created by the term conspiracy theory was actually created by the cia and because when jfk was assassinated and i've watched so many documentaries about this. That's one of them that I'm fascinated with uh, because a lot of it doesn't make sense. And they've even went back and changed some of the video of when it happened in Dallas. Uh, But I asked this question, I posed this question to anybody out there that says, oh, it's a conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory, because one media or one government says something, especially our government. How can a government bat a thousand? You know, there's no way Anybody, I mean, Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth, Roger Maris, Alex Rodriguez, Cal Ripken, name any of the greatest baseball players, Barry, well, Barry Bonds had the most strikeouts, but any of the greatest baseball players, and they were in the 300s, maybe, Hank Aaron might have hit four, I don't even know if he's at 400, or was it uh, Gibson, I forgot, yeah. if Rose was 400, Ted Williams, Williams was up there. Not yeah, so Ted Williams. So, so career lifetime four hundred. That's still under fifty percent. <laughs> that's still out under one every two. Like it's, and I understand baseball. It's a small ball going with a bat, and I get it because I play. We play baseball. Yeah, we played and, it all the life. Yep. And the thing is, how can you expect or really believe that somebody's speaking a thousand, somebody's telling the truth a hundred percent of the time? It's. I mean, I don't know. Even me, sometimes, yeah. Like, I don't fib, I don't lie, I do my best, but I try to be as authentic as possible for the good intent of the person I'm speaking to. But when it comes to conspiracy theories, especially that term, there are so many. I think, at least, like, I mean, first off, I think the JFK assassination, a hundred percent, is one that anybody who has a question about that definitely really do a little bit of a deep dive in see. <laughs> exactly what happened how by the time his his body got back to you know uh dc his like head was already sewn up and it's like i hate to say it that way because it's kind of gross of what happened but there wasn't the autopsy wasn't done by the proper people and like there was so much hidden and the the video was changed up like it was it was um the the video was altered and most people are are are, you know when Jackie O jumps out of the back of the car and people are like oh no she was trying to run away like no she wasn't um not to get so grotesque but she was getting part of his brain and like it's gross to think about that but when you were a kid I put a perfect example when you were a kid and you had a stomach ache and you were about to throw up what's the first thing your mom did if your mom was next to you what would your mom do she go dr- over
0: you to the toilet hold your yeah hold your chin up like she, whatever yes she
1: grabbed she put her hand underneath your mouth so yep. you wouldn't so to help you to put you kind of, not to say put you back together to just like keep it
0: up yep keep your yeah, mouth up yep could it come out so that type of love
1: like think about that type of love like jackie o jumped in the back of the car to get it to kind of put him back together And it's so like disgusting and it can make me emotional with that. But it's also somewhat beautiful because the amount of love that person has. But then like it's spun in a way where people are like, people say, oh, she's trying to get out of the car. She was not trying to get out of the car. You know, it's just that that's what it was. And it's perceived that way because the tape was altered. Why? And keep questioning. I'm not saying it's true. It's not saying it's true. But why? Why was it altered? Why are things altered? Why? Why are things changed today? I mean, we're going through something today, modern history, modern day, right now. Of um, and again, I apologize to anybody out there, but a lot of conspiracy theories in 2020 are true today. You know, uh, a lot of things. You know, in just past two weeks alone, about speaking about where this thing started. You know, where COVID started. Did it come out of a lab leak and all this stuff? And the biggest problem is they made it so political. Such a political thing that they forgot about the humanity of it. A lot of people forgot about the humanity of many things. And so many things that were conspiracy theories are now fact, but they're not being reported about. They're just kind of swept under the rug.
0: Why are they not being reported? Why, what is your, I mean, this is just opinions, but why, why are they not because, why are they not talking about it? Because I saw something the other day that got me really pissed, actually. You're going to be really fucking candid about the masks, about how they said that the masks did not technically work. Like, I'm paraphrasing. I don't have the article in front of me. But do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah,
1: of course. Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what the science is behind it. I mean, kind of knew early on because there was many people taking experiments with masks on and like sneezing through them or and showing like scientists and and filmmakers primarily filming it and showing the particles coming through and the thing is also when it comes to masks, i put it this way why did it take two years for the government to recommend n95 masks why right off the bat weren't they like N95, n95 n95 masks because I was in Trader Joe's with a bandana around my face, and now let's be real. Let's be really clear here. Oh, he's getting he's getting deep now. He's moving around. I see yeah. the energy coming up. <laughs> let's be really clear here. I wiped the milk carton at the beginning of this whole thing. Everybody did. I don't care who you are. I'm not going to sit here and debate anybody. But when it comes down to it, everybody wiped the milk carton in March of 2020, three years ago from today. Actually,
0: oh, yeah. Every
1: today, today's the day that. March 17th was a day where, like, the NBA canceled, Tom Hanks had coronavirus, and um, Trump was like, China, like, all that stuff. It was all today. It was all today, three years ago. So we all wiped the milk card. We all did. If it was oat milk, almond milk, soy milk, or full-blown cow milk, we all did it. But why hasn't – I mean, the science changed over time. But why now are they not saying certain things about masks? Why didn't they say at the beginning, wear an N95 mask, wear this mask, because this is the best one you could possibly do, where people wearing bandanas. Um, so it's like, those are questions we have to ask. Those are questions we have to say to ourselves. Why wasn't that told at the beginning? You know, and honestly, like, over time, we learned a little bit more about it. But wouldn't you think right at the top of it, you'd be as precautionary as possible? And besides the whole social distancing, because... That doesn't make any sense to me at all, social distancing. I never got it. I never understood it. And though people social distance, it was still running rampant. Question yourself, guys. Question certain things. Question, like, how are we all social distancing, but this thing was still being, like, all over the place? And then some people said, well, people who are still working. And and it's not like, yeah, but the numbers are, like, rising extremely quickly. There's some things just didn't make sense. And I'm not calling it a conspiracy theory. Anybody out there, COVID is real. COVID is real, okay? COVID is real. He's not it. questioning COVID. He's I'm not. questioning what was shared for the what record. was shared. Because now, if, if it was true, why isn't it full-blown that mass didn't work? Why is it full-blown said that, you know, the, the vaccines that they gave are not stopping transmission? Like, that's the thing. That's a tall-tell lie that started from the beginning that it's going to stop transmission. And we're at a point now where... We know it doesn't, but they're still pushing it. Like they still pushing people getting vaccinated. Like there's still commercials on television, pushing this thing. And it's like, why? How are we still here? Are we are we so unconscious as a society, as, as, a, as a humanity, that we're just okay with people constantly telling us what's the best for us? And that's where I go back to sitting still to the meditation of knowing what you want and going back to yourself and sitting with yourself because 2020. During that time, me and, me and uh, Margarita, my, my girlfriend, um, we did a lot of yoga. We did a lot of meditation. We did a lot of walking. We did a lot of sitting with ourselves um, to understand who we are, what we are, and what we're about. And many people think we're crazy. I lost a lot of friends. I'll be honest with you, I lost a lot of friends. Um, and some of them are coming around now, which is kind of cool. Uh, but I listened to myself. You know, I listen to who I am. I listen to what I want. I listen to what's good for me. I listen to what's best for me. So that's my advice on anything in life. And conspiracy r- rise, like, I don't know about this, you know, what's happening these days. Uh, you know, and now we have the banking system. And oh, it's like, yes. It's, it's like people say... <laughs> It's, it's like, what, what it comes down to it's like, you know, the, a big conspiracy theory that's been roaming around is a social credit score and, like, the digital currency. And people are like, oh, that's not true. It's like, guys, stop for a moment. Stop for a one moment. And, like, all of a sudden, SVB, like, goes down under Silicon Valley Bank, and nobody really knows this, but last Friday, uh, before it went down, like, all of the heads took bonuses. <laughs> like... <laughs> They all took bonuses and then all of a sudden the government's going to bail them out. Um, why? Why? You know, it's like, it's setting up. And, and for anybody who thinks the social credit system is a, uh, a conspiracy, go look at China, like bottom line, look at Venezuela, they're putting it in there. Uh, and there's other countries that are happening that they're putting it in. And who's to say it's not going to happen here. It could happen here if everybody just allows it to. And, you know, I don't know the answers. I really don't know the answers. Um, my answer for me personally is I garden, um, I'm learning how to grow my own vegetables. I'm learning how to grow my own fruits, uh, teaching myself how to keep things alive, <laughs> uh, primarily not only just because I want to eat my own food and know where it's coming from, but also it's a form of therapy. It's a form of, uh, you know, putting my hands in the soil, as I say in the house is my time to go and just like decompress, shut off the electronics, yeah. um, you know, put my hands in the dirt uh, and grow. And it's rewarding. It's extremely rewarding. Awesome. That was <laughs> the segment of
0: conspiracy theories that will be now. <laughs> you know, thank you so much for sharing that because what I love about it, obviously what I love about you is that like, there's no filter, man. You shared it with that. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, a lot of people will agree with you. Once again, just sharing his opinion, wasn't talking smack about the virus. He believes the virus is real. He had the virus. I remember how sick he was with it. He, yeah. He's not talking negative
1: about I'm not saying that and the thing is like that's what it comes down to is like we have to get back to listening to one each other one another um because i think there's there's too much judgment way too much judgment and nobody knows like really when it comes down to it nobody knows I, i'm gonna say i'm gonna say it. nobody knows nothing you know nobody knows nothing and like if anybody knows anything then maybe yeah okay listen to them and and see who they are and be curious about who that person is and why they think that way and have compassion you know show compassion towards somebody because showing judgment towards somebody and then like instantly having that idea of who they are pegging them of who they are it's what's it's like what we're becoming for what it's like for example like just to talk about conspiracy theory it's like most recently it's like okay so if if you're Against the vaccine, you're an anti-vaxer, which means you're a trumper, which means you're a Republican, which means you want oh, yeah. guns, which means you want all of this stuff. You now go with all of that. Then it's like if you're with the vaccine, that means you're a Democrat. That means that you're 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 against guns. That means you're um, uh, for abortion. Like all of these things, they they're pegged into that. It's like time out. Why are we all being put into this one giant box? We can have we have our own thoughts. Listen to somebody. Listen to what they say. Cause I've had once somebody call me an anti-vaxxer. It's like, no, 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 no. Don't judge me. Do not judge me. Me, I'm an anti-mandator. Like don't mandate anything. Like let the person do what they want. Because we know if we listen to our bodies, we know what's good for us. And, like, and that's where most people don't get. Like we don't need it from the outside. We need it from the inside.
0: My body, my rights, right?
1: <laughs> That's how um, I feel like I gotta put my thumbs up and I'm done with the
0: comment. Oh yeah, no, dude, that no, thank you. Yeah, I, dude, I love, I love that you, you just, you just was just raw. And as I said, I know a lot of people are gonna agree with you, and there may be people that don't. People agree. Are afraid to talk about it. Yeah, but I love that you talked about it because these are things that, as I said, if you want to research, you can find out what it is. Um, but the one thing I can I can comfortably tell you whether you are a Republican, whether you are a D- Democrat just don't don't promote division. That's the only thing I ask just don't promote division. I don't care who you follow. I don't care who it is that that makes you feel good whether it's as I said, I don't even care the people or whatever it is just don't judge anybody because they don't have your point of view. I'm so over the shit. It's like hey, you don't believe what I believe in so therefore you' are yeah and it's just like, get over it. Like you're not, yeah, it's just like, I'm so, I'm over that. I'm over division. I feel like we are the strong nation for a reason. Let's utilize that. Let's get together. But it seems like these days, it's just a bunch of division, which is why I got into self-development and realizing that, wow, like there are a lot of people out there that want the same thing, but you don't hear this. All you hear about on, you know, in the media is, Division, division, fight, fight, not be on the same page. Fear, let's self fear, let's scare, let's divide.
1: Because it's easier to blame someone else, bro. I mean, when it comes down to it, it's so much easier to say it's their fault. And oh, yeah, but- division, and it's like, it's that person did this to me. And instead of like stopping for a moment, like I said, I keep saying it's a theme, like looking inside, looking inside yourself, and then being curious about the other person. I'm tired too of the division, dude. It's like, I'm so tired of all of these categories. I'm tired of, it's like, it's tiring. And most people, if you see me, like I'm an Italian American, but you know, skin color is white and like, I'm a first generation here. Um, I wasn't born, I mean, I was born here, but I wasn't like, my family has not, you know, been here for 30, 300 years or whatever it's gonna be. Uh, so like, I'm tired of all these divisions and all these categories everybody's creating. It's like, we have to get back to the oneness. We have to get back to the, and not to sound so kumbaya, woo um, but it starts with yourself and sitting with yourself. Uh, I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about, you know, and I'm going to peg people. I'm going to stereotype people, but the gun loving, you know, lovers of Republicans. And then, you know, the people who are, you know, for, uh, you know, abortion, de- uh, Democrats, I mean, I'll get against, uh, against, yeah. You know, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, So like when it comes down to it, it's like people for abortion Democrat, I should say, and then people who are gun loving Republicans. Like stop for a moment and think about these things. Like it's a human being. We're all the same underneath. Underneath we're all the same some people probably are
0: you <laughs> yeah, know, on a different category different category
1: and that's fine that's okay but there's a balance there's a reason it's a yin and yang that's where there's a darkened night i mean a, a light and a lightened day um there's as, uh, as above so below like we live in a polarity we live in absolute polarity so who's to say you know what you believe in there won't be a counterpart there won't be a counteract. There won't be somebody who thinks complete opposite as you. That's fine. As long as there's no harm put upon us, as long as somebody is not attacking us, as long as somebody is not affecting you know, our money, our income, because uh, that happened a lot the past couple of years. Uh, you know, so as long as those things don't happen, then who are we to judge anybody? Who are we to go down that path of thinking that we're right and they're wrong? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're yeah. absolutely right, man.
0: And that's that's the best way to to, to close this out, bro. I want to just thank you so much for first off being real, being raw, and just sharing everything and just letting us have a com- candid conversation. Because the last time you were on here was awesome. I was like, I gotta get my boy back on here. So I just gotta thank you so much, bro, for taking time out of your crazy busy day and hopping on the podcast and just sharing your 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 freaking point of view
1: on life. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And uh Next time, I'll probably dress down a little bit more. Nah, hey. (laughs) Oh, you know what? I think I'm going to start this now. I'm going to wear a different suit every time we do this. There we go. That's your move. (laughs) Awesome. And that's
0: that. Thank you so much for showing up and listening. Please make sure you click on that subscribe button so you never, ever miss out. Share this with your family, friends, and tribe. If you think this is valuable information, tag me at Leaders Life Podcast on Instagram. You all freaking rock. Remember, why not you? Why not now? You all have an amazing, amazing, amazing rest of your day.